Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Shups and Pred podcast. Special episode today. Very special. It's a solo episode. If you listened last week, you'll know that right now, Matt, John, and Peter the Cheek Beater are somewhere in Scotland at a castle or something playing around a golf. Basically, they're just standing around in the rain for an entire week because they chose to leave what is notoriously the sunniest time in the Pacific Northwest to go to essentially what is February in the Pacific Northwest, but just to do it on another continent. So uh, happy to hear about their trip, uh, but we look forward to recapping what went on when they get back next week. But more importantly, we have lots to talk about. We're going to cover week three of the season, what went down. We're going to talk a little genius sports uh, and the frustration mounting around it on the internet uh, and the tone deafness in the league generally. Uh, then we're going to talk, get into the boys gave me their preds. We'll cover fantasy, which has been an absolute disaster for me. I'm sorry to all players that I've drafted who already have season ending injuries because that list seems to grow week over week. All right. So let's touch on the genius sports stuff first. Kamish comes out this week, says basically that this has been a this is normal for an integration for a new system that 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 the system goes down and that there's nothing there. I, I will tell you, I'm not going to tell you what I do for a living, but I work in data systems. That is patently untrue. You cannot cannot remove one system that your company is using and then be like, well, we have a project ongoing. And we'll have a new system up in a, you know in a few weeks. That is not how that works. Um, you test and you get you prepare that system for launch so that and then you make a hard cutover on a day that makes sense. You know, like a Wednesday for the league, I guess during the week would make sense. Or you do it before the season starts. It's been an absolute joke. Commission also comes out and acts like expansion is happening while attendance numbers are down the league. Also very tone deaf. Expansion is not happening right now in the current environment of the CFL. It's not. Uh, then comes out and says there's not, no problem in Calgary with the fan support. Listen, you've watched any of those games. You've seen the, you've seen the crowds at Calgary. Not great. And consider the fact that they're not even the worst team in the CFL. Not great. Um, there seems to be... We've got now in create CFL content creators coming out on Twitter complaining about the league's sort of restriction and how they try to take, take down stuff that they use logos without their consent and stuff like that. It's absolutely maddening. In a league that needs exposure, uh, it should be doing whatever it can to, to get third-party content makers access to all of their stuff, including statistics. Uh, including use of, of of logos and highlight videos. The league is going to die on the vine if it does not address these these fundamental issues to its approach to growing its own game. Um, which is a shame because CFL is awesome. If you're on if you're already listening if you've been listening for the last three minutes and thirty seconds, then you really do love the CFL because we're because we're talking about the bad part of it. So I don't want to linger on the bad part of it. Let's get to the good part of it. And the most important thing that happened in week three of the CFL felt like a changing of the guard. We have to talk BC Winnipeg. My word. So let's just start with the fact that none of the boys, myself included, predicted anything but a Winnipeg win. 
some predicting domination. Uh, Winnipeg hadn't lost a home game to a Western Conference opponent to a West opponent since in seven years, I believe. Crazy. Not only did they lose, absolutely dismantled. And crazily, in a way that they used to dismantle teams. This season, the defense hasn't been so good, so I'd say in past seasons. They had no answer. No answer on either on either line for the BC defense and the BC offensive line. Let's start with the defense part. BC, complete domination. Six sacks. I mean, they were all over. They had absolutely nothing. Uh, I, I believe I meant I might have mentioned this in the last pod that uh, Calgary had a good done a good job of sort of boxing up Dalton Schoen. Dalton Schoen had a massive week uh, last week, the week two against Saskatchewan. BC put him right back in the box, man. Dalton Schoen two catches for thirty four yards. That he's the with Geno Lewis being hurt now. I guess Dalton Schoen may be the best receiver in the CFL. Zach Claros looks pedestrian, less than 200 yards interception, no touchdowns. Um, Winnipeg ran the ball okay, but they were down so quickly and by so much that it just it, they had to turn to passing and it just it, did, it didn't work out. The six sacks is incredible. What's even more incredible, talking the other side of the ball, BC has allowed zero sacks. But the thing about that is BC didn't allow a sack in the, either of the first two games. Zero sacks allowed in three games. That is fantastic. They are dominating on the line on both sides of the ball. I mean, if you're making a power rankings right now, it's it's BC at the top, and, and you can't really justify another team up there after this game. Um, Vernon Adams Jr. is playing out of his head. This is the best start to a season he's ever had. Um, whether it's the line or his ability to avoid the rush, it, it's it's the line. It's making him look. It's it's making him comfortable back there. And when Vernon Adams has time and doesn't have to rush or force up lob balls that typically in the past have been picked off, he can be really good. And we're seeing the, the best version of him right now at BC. Uh, maybe it's the Yellow Cool J concert. I, I don't know. But they are they are absolutely on fire right now. Um, 3-0. The Winnipeg Blue Bombers are in second place in the West. I don't know when, I don't know when the last time you could say that was. But they are set, they are not in first. Um, that's that being said, if Winnipeg played BC tomorrow, I'd probably still pick Winnipeg because I just does lightning strike twice. I don't know. Luckily, we'll get to see these two teams play later in the season, and we can see if it'll happen. But uh, huge win for the Lions. The Lions are the team of the moment, and this was the game game of the season so, so far. Um, so, so yeah, elsewhere around the league. Uh, We'll just touch on it. Stampeders, Riders, also incredible game. Um, Riders looked like they had it in the bag. Stampeders come marching back. You know, just, it's, it's this game is a shame because no Kadeem, no Kadeem Carrier for, for Calgary. And then Malik Henry rips off a great 50-something yard touchdown. And then I, I don't know how many minutes later it was, or but... Goes down, tore his Achilles. He's out for the season. One of the best young receivers in the CFL. I'm not just 
whining about it because my fan it, how it impacts my fantasy team. It really is it really is a shame to lose um, what I consider the league's best running back coming into the season. At least he, he he could come back. He's on the six game injured list. Kadeem Carey, and then two weeks later, you lose Malik Henry, who is top three receiver in the league. I would say him. Dalton Schoen and, and Gino Lewis probably make up the, the, the top three receivers in the league right now. Um, real sh- real shame for Malik Henry. Um, and yeah, but the, the game was incredible. Back in the first half's absolute slop fest. I think it was six to three at halftime. Absolute slop fest. Second half did not disappoint. Uh, Jake Mayer throwing two. Uh, one interception, I guess the final interception you could certainly put on him uh, as Calgary was, was driving to potentially win the game in overtime. Uh, after the rough, after the Riders just kicked the field goal, um, first interception he threw in the end zone during the comeback. I guess uh, it, it hit his receiver's hand, hit the foot of a of a Saskatchewan DB, and then fell into the hands of another one. I mean, so it, he threw three picks. Uh, that 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 one that hit the foot and kind of bounced. I mean, what are you going to do about that? I will say he's already had a couple picks this year where the receivers have knocked the ball. It's neither here nor there. Um, but the Riders are the Riders back. Uh, Trevor Harris looks great. The Jamal Morrow absolutely monster game. Twenty-two carries, one hundred and thirty-three yards. Yes, you heard correctly. There was a running back in the CFL who had twenty-two carries. Twenty-two. Jamal Morrow, uh, massive game. Um, you know, I think the. I can think you can say three games through the season or three weeks into the season that the moving on from Cody, the Trevor Harris. Cody Fajardo, Montreal, um, Saskatchewan swap has worked out for both teams. I think Saskatchewan looks a lot more competent on offense with Harris. Um, they don't rely on him to do anything with his feet, which is good because they got them in trouble with uh, with injuries. Uh, and I think it was just time to move on. I think the the good the good vibes uh, around Cody had gone, and it was mostly just had mostly soured, especially with how good Winnipeg was doing. Um, and it seems, and we'll talk about the, the Alouettes here in a sec, but, uh, it seems to have worked out for both teams. Harris looks, looks competent. Uh, you know, they, they've got, they got rid of the receivers who kept getting hurt. I mean, it's, it's somebody new every week. Uh, Emilius didn't score three touchdowns this week, um, which was like pretty much normal for him at this point in the season. Um, they've got a bunch of new guys. It's all working out. You would have thought Jake Wynicky would be at the top of this pecking order. He's not. He was their fifth best, fifth, uh, fifth highest receiver in this game. So, you know, they're they're fi- they're finding these guys, and uh, yeah, defense playing well again. The Riders are right up there. I mean, the West, it's the West again, isn't it? Right with BC, Winnipeg, and Scatch. And you'd have to say, you know, those three teams, and then maybe Toronto gets in there, but the Calgary's right behind. You know, the West is just it's just a knife fight every season. Uh, other two games, we had the Alouettes and Tiger Cats. Boy, are the Tiger Cats bad. Uh, Matthew Schultz actually played all right, threw for th- almost 350 yards. The two picks didn't help. Tim White, monster game. Jaquiel Williams, big game. Tim White, seven for 143, monster game. But it's they even had... Like, they even played good defense. That's the confusing part. They, let me count here. One, two, three, four. They have four sacks in the game. Simone Lawrence. Simone Lawrence, two games in a row with one tackle. Simone Lawrence, two games in a row with one tackle. Uh, 
I think you're seeing a. I think you're seeing Simone Lawrence maybe too, like the sort of like a sort of poster boy for this. You wanted to. The Tiger Cats defense is soft. They are soft. Thirty giving up thirty eight to the Alouettes. Thirty eight to the Alouettes. Not a good look. When you consider that they give up thirty two to Toronto the week before and forty two to Winnipeg to start the season. So they have not they they've given up thirty two plus three games in a row. The Tiger Cats defense is soft. I think that in the in the preseason Preds part, we were so we get so focused on the offenses, and we thought that they'd have a competent offense with Bo Levi. We thought that him and Tim White and and James Butler. By the way, James Butler absolute no show in this game. Five carries for fourteen yards. Yeesh. Um, we thought that that would be enough, but it is an absolute mess. The defense is so bad. It's so bad. That when they give up these points, it makes James Butler's running game really not that important, even though he's put up good stats so far thus far this season. This was a dud. And you gotta give the Alowitz credit. 2-0. Cody, another competent game. 19 to 25, 292 with two touchdowns, no picks. That's the thing. No picks. If he can if he can keep if there's so many quarterbacks in this league that have the talent, but they just throw they just throw untimely interceptions, make poor just poor decision making. Uh, panic all the time. Cody became one of those guys in Saskatchewan. Two games into the season, you have to say he doesn't look like that. He did get sacked four times, but it didn't it didn't throw off his rhythm. He also rushed for a touchdown. I mean, by all intents and purposes, he looks back. I mean, it's two games they didn't play last week. It's two games they haven't played elite competition yet, right? They've, they've only played uh, Hamilton's defense, which is awful. And, and they edged one out against the Red Blacks, where they didn't score that many points. But the defense so far looks good. I mean, defense looks good against bad offenses. I I, I don't know. It can't can't read the Alouettes completely yet. I need to I need to see more. They they play the Bombers this week, so um, I think we'll know a lot more about the Alouettes um, in July. Here, uh, got to see them play play some Western Conference opponents um, and, and get a better sense of where they're at. But Willie Stanback, I'm glad he's back. He's looking he's looking healthy again. Nine for 69, 7.7. Nice. Um, and Austin Mack. It happens every year. Dalton Schoen was last year. Um, is our Emilius maybe this year the three touchdown? Mack? Is is Austin Mack the new the new out of nowhere guy who just is gonna get 14 receiving touchdowns this season? I don't know. But he seems to be Cody Fajardo's favorite target so far. Austin Mack. Austin Mack. I think I probably got to pick him up in fantasy at this point. Um, yeah, because that combo is looking deadly. Uh, and let's talk about the last game. Oh, boy. John, if you're listening, sorry. Taylor Cornelius did start the game and played fine. That's the, that's the thing. He played fine. 14 of 18, 135, and a touchdown. But the Elks defense was terrible. Terrible. Just atrocious. No sacks. Zero. Zero sacks. Did have two picks. And Chad Kelly. Chad Kelly looks... I mean, Chad Kelly's a weird one. Again, another quarterback. I got to see him against some better teams. Because, yeah, two picks in this game. AJ 
Ule. I can never do this name. I'm just not. I just don't have the French in me. Ulete. 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 Uh, three touchdowns on the ground. I, of course, sat on my fantasy bench because I'm an idiot. Um, but yeah, 43 points. Um, and that's 43 points without Curly getting junior playing. So, you know, my my dark horse fantasy pick from like, feels like five years ago, Dijon Brissett, I, I don't know, is this the biggest game of his career, four for 63? I, I'll always just remember thinking he was going to be a big deal right when he came from college. Maybe this is the game that pushes him forward. Um, yeah, Toronto just ran the ball uh, all over the Elks. Um, 84 for Ouellette. Out of Boboye, out of Boboye. Yep, I, I did that right. Uh, 50 yards, another 30 for Andrew Harris, another 25 for Chad Kelly. I mean, just got ran over. The Elks played fine. Jared Doge came in, looked real good. Looked real good. Nine for 11, 163, two touchdowns and a pick. I think Jared Doge needs to start the next game, unless there's a, a reason why. I can't think of a compelling argument. I, I think. The Cornelius thing is is run its course. I think they they did tr- they did give him the reins fully when the season started, um, but I think I think they have to consider uh, consider moving on to the next guy. Um, Stephen Dunbar uh, had a great game. Forbes Montblau, Montbleu, Vincent Forbes Montbleu, great game. But uh, Gino's out next game. Yeah, another injury. Just hits keep coming for the CFL. You you lose Malik Henry for the season. This week, and then and then Gino's done. Uh, at least for next week, I don't know what the extent of the injury is, uh, but yeah, the Elks, the Elks can't buy a home win. I, I I don't know. I gotta look at the schedule real quick. But when are the Elks gonna win a game? It's it, I, I oh well, it's gotta be this week. It's the Red Blacks. It's gotta be this week. If it's not this week, they gotta play the Riders. Eh, they get the Tie Cats. The Tie Cats suck. Um, but then they got the Bombers. Ugh. And they got the, oh, that's Murderer's Row. You got Riders, Bombers, and Lions three out of four weeks after this. They, if they're going to have a sniff of potential playoffs, sneak in the playoffs, they have to win against Ottawa. They they absolutely, they have to. It's a, it's a no, they have to. Because they're going to lose, they're going to lose against BC and Winnipeg. Maybe they catch one against the Riders. It's week. It's week, we're going into week four, and it's it's a must-win game. So, yeah, a, a solid week three. The first two games kind of stole the spotlight. Uh, the, the BC just dropping the hammer out of nowhere. Uh, the overtime game with with Saskatchewan and Calgary was just was just a good watch. And and then the other two, a lot, a lot of points this week. Can we give it up? Points are back. Points are back. I remember the beginning of the the post-pandemic season. Just nobody could score. It's just embarrassing. We're getting lots of points now. We're getting tons of points. I think every week we've had some team in the 40s. That's a fact. That's a fact. We've had somebody in the 40s every week. Uh, points are back. That's what the CFL's about. All right, let's get to Preds. So, uh, let me open the schedule here. Let me open the, open the message. So, first game of the weekend is a Friday night game. Ottawa. Edmonton at Ottawa. Edmonton at Ottawa. Okay, let's go through the boys' picks first, and then we'll go, we'll do mine last. 
our current pro- oh we gotta go through pred standings i'm sorry um last week uh matt was the big winner went three and one uh peter and i finished at two and two and john basemented himself last week uh with one out of four so right now the current standings matt and peter are joint top at nine and three and John and myself are joint basement at seven and five. So big, big, cru- this crucial week for the Preds. Uh, see, see some separation, maybe. So uh, first game, Ottawa hosting the Edmonton Elks. We've got Peter has selected Ottawa. Matt has also selected Ottawa. John has selected the Elks. I am also going to be selecting the Elks because they have to win this game. Jeremiah Masoli is not playing in this game. He's been ruled out. Hopefully he's back for their next game, but he's not playing in this one. It's going to be... Sorry. This is this is what doing a pod yourself. You have to, you, you have to sort of catch yourself in these moments. Um, I don't care. It's, it's not going to be Jeremiah Masoli. <laughs> um... It's not going to be Jeremiah Masoli. So uh, I'm going with the Elks simply because they have to win. Can't have a loss. Just can't put up with it. Can't have it. They're, they're, if they lose this game, the season the season becomes another bridge season. To A bridge to what? I don't know. But it's got to be the Elks. And they're not winning at home, so they're going to have to win this on the road. Um, so next game, we've got a Saturday game. We've got the Bombers heading to the Alouettes. Um, and I believe this is a clean sweep for Winnipeg. Yeah, this is a clean sweep for Winnipeg from the boys. Uh, all four of us going with Winnipeg. Yeah, I just can't. Well, first of all, Cody, I, I, Cody when's the last time Cody Fajardo beat the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? Never. So, yeah, it's his, it's his boogeyman. Yeah, the Bombers lost to BC. BC had a, an amazing game, but you gotta think there's still this. This is the Winnipeg team is still. Yeah, okay, maybe this is a slap in the face, wake up call, some cold, a cold shower. They're gonna take all of their frustration out on the Alouettes. Um, it could. I think they. I think it could be ugly. I it, it, basing that off nothing. I just think they're gonna be pissed off and they're gonna go to this game looking for blood. Um, yeah, you don't want to catch. I don't. If you're the Alouettes, you. you you don't want to catch Winnipeg coming off of a game like that because I think that just makes him the kick in the hornet's nest. So hey, all the boys going with the Blue Bombers. And then it's only a three-game three, three game week, so uh, our third game, the final game, is a Monday game, and that is the BC Lions traveling to the Toronto Argonauts. Game, game of the week. I mean, Ottawa Elks is also kind of a game of the week, but it's more of a pillow fight. It's more of a just who's, who's going to not suck as much uh argos is this the only is yeah it's an undefeated game Woo! um peter has gone with the lions matt has gone with the lions john has gone with the lions so so far i, I gotta make it interesting because if john and i john and i end up having the same picks if i also go with the lions so well, you know i just can't have that I'm going with the Toronto Argonauts at home. I'm going with 
I'm going with Swag Kelly. I'm going with the defending Grey Cup champs. You know, yeah, okay, the defense played not that great against the Elks, but to be honest, like a lot of a lot of garbage time points there for the Elks. 14 points in the fourth, so really 17 points through three quarters, and the game was and they yeah, the game was a wash by the time they they were giving up all that stuff. So. Yeah, I'm going with the Toronto Argonauts. The The run game looks strong. I don't know what that means against BC. Um, the run game looks strong. Oliveira ran okay against the Lions. I, I don't know where that, what that translates to. But, uh, yeah, give me Toronto. Uh, the East needs – give me a reason to believe in the East. Give me a reason to believe the East at least has one team this year that it's capable of throwing itself in the mix. Um, so, yeah. Let's move on to fantasy. Uh, oh boy! So last week Matt paced everybody uh, with seventy-five point three. Tim White with twenty-one point three for him as the top scorer. Peter was second with sixty-five. Duke Williams with fifteen point two. Funny how the <laughs> a team that scored thirteen points, the Hamilton Tiger Cats. Those are the two top contributors to the two top fantasy teams this week. Makes no sense, but that's the world we live in. Uh, John with 60.3, Stephen Dunbar getting him 17.8, and then I was in the basement. Yeah, I didn't realize Curly Gittins Jr. was hurt and not going to play, so I got a big old goose egg there, and I ended up with 58.1 with Malik Henry for the last time this season, leading me in scoring. So, yep, I have picked up Trey Odom's Dukes uh, from the from Calgary to replace the injured Henry. Um yeah, it's just we're because it's a solo pod. I get some time to talk about my fantasy team, just the way it is. You don't want to hear about it, probably turn off the pod. But it's 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 for myself. I'm annoyed. I shouldn't be in the basement. I drafted well. I drafted very well. It's very frustrating. I think I got to go with the two running back approach at this at this point in the season. All right, Kadeem carries out. So that means Diedrich Mills should be getting all the carries. He had a decent game. He had ten point eight this week. Um, they got in a situation where they couldn't really run the ball anymore. So, yeah. Mazel had a decent game, and then Ouellette had a massive game. I think I got I think I got to go two running backs because Dalton Schoen, yeah, he's a, he's 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 nailed on in there. Malik Henry was the other nailed on receiver. I look at my roster. Curly's hurt. Okay, I don't I don't know. He he had a yeah he didn't have a great first game like. Jalen Ackman, I can't trust him until I see what he looks like with Masoli. Let's just be honest. I can't, I cannot put uh, an Ottawa receiver in my starting lineup until until they have competency at the position. Um, some kind of, I, I got the three running backs. I think I got a. It's really anti CFL to, to to play two running backs. It's just not it's not what you tend to see in this fantasy world because points per reception kind of skew it towards the receivers yeah i gotta do it i gotta do it so uh yeah we're going two running backs this week going with the also calgary's not playing so that really puts me puts me behind behind the eight ball as it were um so i think we're gonna go heavy toronto here so yeah all right that's it for me that was the solo pod what are we clocking at under half an hour. You see, efficiency, efficiency, efficiency. I don't have to hear all these these little 
bickering, you know, other co-hosts trying to trying to dominate the conversation. You got unfiltered T press for for 28 minutes and something like 15 seconds plus the music. Uh, shout out Rambus. Shout out. That's all I got. Um, please leave a review. Only five stars. Five stars only. You can find us uh, on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Just five stars only. We need reviews. We want questions. Get involved. Um, don't say anything bad about us, especially me on the solo pod. You've never done a solo pod yourself, so don't judge, right? You know, I'm, this is going to be unedited. So all those pa- awkward pauses when I'm having to like look at stats and stuff, you're going to have to deal with it. You don't know what it's like running a one-man show. Um, I will be back. I am double basement. Oh, by the way, John, John and I, fantasy, total fantasy standings. I skipped this part. Total fantasy standings. Peter with 215.8 and the, is the leader. Matt is on his heels at 212. And then John and I are tied after three weeks with 188.9. So John and I are tied in Preds and Fantasy. We are dub- we are joint basement, uh, living together in the basement. Um, it is what it is. He will be double basement. I will climb out. I, w- I will find a way. Uh, and it starts this week. Have a good weekend.